This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So uh, NBA All-Star is this weekend. Always a good time. Just a nice refresh point about halfway through the season. Maybe a little bit more than half, but, you know, it's just a really good time. Just refresh, have some fun. We'll see some really good – we'll see the best players in the world just having fun. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one this weekend. So I'm going to uh, gonna talk about some things going on this weekend and some of the greatest all-star moments of all time. So let's jump into it. Okay, so there's been a couple changes with the whole format and everything, what's going on. The All-Star game is pretty much the same. I mean, it changed, what, three or four years ago now? But um, for the Rising Stars game, I always love watching the Rising Stars game. I feel like that's one that doesn't get too much praise, except for the last couple years. But, um... Yeah, it's, uh, that's going to be Friday at 9 o'clock on TNT. So excited to watch that tomorrow. So this year there's four teams, and there's 28 players, 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, and then four players from G League Ignite. And um, so according to NBA, this is also on a CBS sports article, but according to NBA, each team will be played will be playing to a final target score, ending with a made basket or free throw instead of with a clock running out. It's going to be a race to 75 because it's the league's 75th anniversary. And games one and two, so whichever the first round pretty much, are going to be played to 50. And then the third and final game will be played to 25. So it's whoever scores 75 points first uh, wins the whole tournament. So these teams... Team Barry, I'm assuming that's Rick Barry, or maybe Brent. I don't know. I would assume Rick. But um, let's see. They have Cade Cunningham, Dyson Daniels. He's from G League Ignite. Evan Mobley, who's been killing it this year. Yeah, Cunningham and Mobley on the same team. I don't even know how that works. Isaac Okoro, again, he's been killing it with the Cavs as well. Alperen Shengun, who's been really under the radar. When he got drafted, I know... A friend and I, we were watching part of the draft, and we were like, I, I, don't, I don't know who that guy is. And we didn't know if it was going to work out. I think he was originally tra- drafted by Oklahoma State, and then he got traded to Rockets. Am I right about that? Hang on, let me check. Okay, so his transactions on basketball reference. On June 18th, 2021, he was traded by the Celtics as a future pick with Kemba Walker and a 2025 second to the Thunder for Moses Brown, Al Horford, and 2023 second-round pick. And then uh, he was drafted by Oklahoma City with the 16th pick, and then that was on 29th of July. And then one day later, got traded to the Rockets for a 2022 first and a 2023 first. And a 2022 conditional first-round pick is Detroit's – Detroit will own that if 2023 conditional – there's oh my god I do not understand these trade requirements. 2022 conditional first round pick is owned by Detroit, but then there's a 2023 conditional first round pick and that's owned by Washington. 
And then on August 6th, he signed a multi-year contract with the Rockets. So he's been as a big surprise. Another big surprise, Jay Sean Tate, also for the Rockets. What's up with all these tandems, all these young tandems? But Jay Sean Tate, he's older. Yeah, he's 26. He's only in his second year. He was such a problem at Ohio State. And it was just... He was so good, and he was just so athletic, and he could shoot a little bit back then. But, yeah, Jay Sean Tate, he was a big surprise. When I kept seeing his name over and over on Twitter, I was like, the Jay Sean Tate? I'm like, he graduated like four years ago. Um, but then Team Barry rounds it out with Franz Wagner, who's someone that I did not think was going to be that good in the league, but... He's clearly not his brother, for sure. Uh, Team Isaiah, I'm assuming Isaiah Thomas, has Precious Ashua, who was good on the Heat last year, apparently still good on the Raptors. I haven't been keeping up with the NBA as much as I probably should. Desmond Bain has been killing it. He's an Indiana guy. He went to Seton Catholic High School. I think it's out in, uh, it's like far east Indiana. I want to say like Richmond, something like that. Let's see, Desmond Bain. If this computer would load. Seton Catholic High School in Richmond, Indiana. So, yeah, got to support the Indiana guys. I'm going, of course, he's drafted by Isaiah Thomas, so I got to root for technically an IU guy. Uh, Sadiq Bay, who's been really good with Detroit. Anthony Edwards, I mean, come on now. Uh, Halliburton, who just got traded to the Pacers. I believe we talked about that last week. I love that trade. He's been doing really good. Over the past few games, Jalen Hardy, or Jaden Hardy is from G League Ignite, and Isaiah Stewart. They had to put in Isaiah Stewart, didn't they? <laughs> they should put LeBron in the Rising Stars. <laughs> just, just settle it. Just settle it one last time. Then they have Team Payton. I'm assuming Gary Payton. What's up all the, they got Team Barry... Team Peyton, Team Worthy, and then Team Isaiah. Of course, Isaiah Thomas just has to go by his first name. Um, so Team Peyton has LaMelo Ball. Just, he's been really good. Scotty Barnes has been a big surprise, honestly. I know he was like a top five pick, but I, I, no one expected this. Io DeSumo, really good. I'm so glad he's not in Illinois anymore, but he's been killing it in Chicago. Chris Duarte uh, will not play. But he's been doing really good for the Pacers. He was, like, breaking all kinds of records. Like, everyone's saying he's, like, the best rookie season since Reggie Miller. And people were asking me, how do you think about Duarte? I'm like, let's slow down a bit on him, please. Because comparative to Reggie, there's no comparison. He could get there, but at the moment, there's no comparison. Uh, Scoot Henderson from G League Ignite. Jonathan Kuminga, he's an injury replacement for Duarte. He's the replacement? How's Kuminga not, like, on the first ra- like first round of players? He had to be put in as a replacement? And he's been, he's been killing I I see his highlights, like, every day. Then Jaden McDaniels and Davion Mitchell, off night. Man, what, if we, if we would have traded for Davion Mitchell, if the Pacers would have traded for Davion Mitchell, I would have lost it. Because I love Davion Mitchell's game so much. He's such a dog. And then Team Worthy, assuming James Worthy, has Cole Anthony, uh, Marjan Bo- Bochamp, or Bochamp, 
He's from G League. And I, Josh Giddy on the Thunder, he's been killing it this year. For what everyone was expecting, he's been doing good. Jalen Green, not having the best year, especially for a number two pick, but he has plenty of time. Herbert Jones of the Pelicans, Tyrese Maxey of the 76ers. And my favorite rookie of the last year's draft, Jalen Suggs, who he started out injured and wasn't doing so hot, but now he's storming back. So of all of these, who would I root for? And I love Jalen Suggs. I love Davion Mitchell. Uh, I hate to say I'm going to have to go with Team Isaiah. They got Tyrese Halliburton. They got Desmond Bain. Even Achua I'm a big fan of. They even got Isaiah Stewart. So I would go with Team Isaiah, but knowing that they're going to get bounced in the first round, they'll lose like, I don't know, 50 to 4 or something like that. And then the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. Again, a whole new format. Um, three teams. You got the Atenacumbo brothers, Team Cavs, which is comprised of Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and then Team Rooks, which is Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Uh, gonna compete in a new four-round competition that has shooting, passing, and dribbling ability. This sounds the same. I don't know about the four-round thing, but it sounds the same as how it usually is uh, per the NBA. Each of the three teams will compete in the first three rounds of the Taco Bell skills challenge. The two teams with the most challenge points. I don't know what that means. After the first three rounds will advance to the final round. Challenge points are earned by winning each of the first three rounds. So you just, okay. So, okay. So challenge points are wins. Why not just say wins? Round one is team shooting. Round two is team passing. Round three is team relay. And final round is half-court shots. Okay. I don't know what half-court shots to do with a skills challenge. Um, It's like... So, I get it. Like, this is for All-Star Weekend. They're experimenting. They're having fun with it, right? But at some point, when do you, like, just stop adding stuff and just let it be what it has been? Because it was like this, I remember there was like, this happened with NASCAR. I'm not, I do not watch NASCAR, but I used to a long time ago. And I know people that that still do. And they just came with all this stupid stuff, like all these competitions within the race. Like they have different heats. And then there's like a green checkered flag, which honestly means nothing in the end, but it's still kind of, you get some points or something like that. And and it's like the races are segmented and it's just at one point just let it be because I I used to love watching the skills challenge. I remember watching Tony Parker absolutely kill it in the skills challenge and I would I had my hoop up on the door and I would I was in a room that was I don't even it was not the largest room you've ever been in but decent decently sized one and I would quote race Tony Parker in that room which is not even this it's not even the length to to half court (laughs) and uh I would beat Tony Parker because I 
would just do the thing. I would dribble in between the cones. I would pretend that they were there, dribble in between those, pass the ball into something. Like, I would set up, like, a trash can or something like that and throw the ball in there, run over, then hit the layup, hit the three, and then I would somehow beat Tony Parker. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder why, because you're in a room that it's it, – it's, it's It was just me as a kid, you know. And then the three-point contest, pretty much, I mean, it's the same as always. You got 70 seconds. Um, and they, But they added the Mountain Dew balls, which I don't know exactly what the Mountain Dew balls are. Like, I was re-watching some three-point contests, and when they hit the Mountain Dew ball, I couldn't tell what happened. So I was like, all right. Whatever. And then, so in those participants are going to be C.J. McCollum, who, man, he killed it as soon as he got to New Orleans, like three days, like a week ago. Trey Young, obviously got having there. Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, shout out, Indiana guy. Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Fleet, or Fred Van Vliet. I don't know why there's not an F there, but not my, uh, I didn't come up with the name, so whatever. Uh, Luke Kennard and Patty Mills. AT&T slam dunk, going to be the same. Got Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano Anderson, Obi Toppin, Jalen Green. Then, obviously, Team LeBron going up against Team Durant. And so, Team LeBron, LeBron James, Giannis, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic. Darius Garland, I'm so glad to see Darius in there. He's he's from Gary, I believe. Chris Paul, Judy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, Fred Van Vliet, and James Harden, who was the last pick in the draft because KD refused to pick him. But we will see KD's team. And KD is injured at the moment, so he's not going to play. But he has Joel Embiid, John Morant. Man, ja, I love Jaw, dude. He's probably my favorite player in the league right now. Uh, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Andrew Wiggins. That's a comeback story of the year, Andrew Wiggins, his redemption story. Being number one pick, being like called like a Maple Jordan or something like that. And it just did not even come close. Then he gets traded to Golden State. And when he, I mean, what else? You know, we go to Golden State, you become an all-star. It's pretty much the bylaws at that point. So then for, to finish out Team Durant, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, DeJounte Murray, good to see him in there, Chris Middleton, LaMelo Ball, and Rudy Gobert. So that's this All-Star weekend. I'm excited to watch. You know what? I'm so glad. There's a couple things that... So I'm assuming they're not having a celebrity game because... I'm fine with it. No matter what, I'm fine with it. I do not like the celebrity all-star game at all because it's like, like I, I'm not the most cultured guy ever, but there, it got to the point where a few years ago, I didn't know half the people in the all-star game in the celebrity all-star game. And then they would have like, uh, government officials in there like Arnie Duncan he was like the best player out there he was like the uh 
secretary of the board of education or something like that. He was like the best player by far because I think he like played college basketball. Then you would just have like washed up players, like retired players, like you'd have Ray Allen in there at some point. Like Kenny Smith. I remember when Justin Bieber went off in the All-Star game, and that was when everyone was like, okay, I don't know about this game anymore. And then Kevin Hart winning, like, what, MVP three years in a row. Just, it's a good idea involving celebrities, get their names out there, maybe even have their fans and come watch the games. But the NBA All-Star weekend is so, like, widespread. You know, like, everyone's going to tune in to dunk contest. And I don't know. It's just I was not a fan of the all, of the celebrity all star game. What they do need to bring back is the. Do you guys remember the like uh, shooting contests they would have? Not the three point contests, but it was like the team shooting where it was like. And maybe they'll implement this into the Rising Stars Challenge because they did say it was going to be team shooting. But if you guys remember, it was like you would have like the Hawks. They would have their own one. And it would be like Al Horford, Dominique Wilkins, and um, oh, someone from like, and then a WNBA player. And for like Team Curry, it was like it was Steph, Dell, and a WNBA player, just like a retired player, a current player, and a WNBA player, just all shooting. You would start with a layup, then a free throw, and then a three pointer, and then a half court shot. And it was whoever got the best time won. That was, like, always my favorite one on for at least, like, was that a Friday night thing or a Saturday night thing? I can't remember. I want to say the Saturday night thing, which, I mean, obviously your favorite Saturday night thing is the dunk contest, but, like, I always loved that shooting challenge. And you had, like, Scottie Pippen out there with, like, Joakim Noah or something like that. Wow, that was a good one. I wish they would have added that, but... From I don't know the sounds of the t- skills challenge that might be implemented. So with that, oh, I sh- maybe I should give my uh, predictions on who's going to win each contest, even though it's totally. Um, I have no idea. So I already said I'm. I would be rooting for Team Isaiah. The skills challenge. I'm gonna have to go with Team Cavs, man. Those are. That's a solid squad right there. Um, three-point contest. Oh, man. I'm going to go Desmond Bain. He's probably going to be tired. No, well, maybe not because the Brighton Stars game is the day before. But give me Desmond Bain. I'll take that. He'll probably get bounced first round, knowing me. Slam dunk. It's... I don't know, because the past few years has kind of moved more into a forwards-type contest. Because used to, it was like, it was either a shooting guard or a small forward and a, maybe a point guard, but no one else, really. And if they did implement someone like Dwight Howard, obviously he was the outlier. Put in a center, he was going to win. Like, he most of the time was not going to win. But with this, like, we've seen Aaron Gordon do good. We've seen Derek Jones do good. I'm going to go Obi Toppin in the slam dunk. I'll go with Obi Toppin. And then the All-Star game. It's such a who knows. 
I'm gonna say. Oh man, it's tough. I'm gonna go team my favorite player. I'm going team Durant because they have Jaw. And yeah, I'm sticking with that. So now I want to do some of the best all-star moments that have happened. I got a, a bunch of different articles up. This first one's Bleacher Report. I'm just going to scroll through, see if I can find anything. Oh, yeah, right off the bat. Jason Williams elbow pass. That was on the Rising Stars game. That was – that's still something that I try to recreate. I remember that all my teammates, we would recreate that in the locker room. We'd just have a ball in there. We'd just try and do it. And no one could really do it well, but a couple of us, we could, like, get it, but it would be, like, a one bounce after. But it would end up in their hands. Or, hey, good enough. But, uh, yeah, shout out Leif Refrance for not. Hang on one second. going to mute that. But, uh, yeah, shout out Leif Refrance for not, um, and uh, James Posey for fouling what what would have been the greatest assist to ever happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's definitely a good one. Oh, I talked about this yesterday on a broadcast because there was a couple plays where it was like one person hit a shot for um, St. Mary's one shot, one person hit a shot for trying, and it wasn't really going back and forth, but it was like. It was like an immediate answer. And I was like, man, are we going to have our own Tim Hardaway Jr. Dion Waiters battle? And this is one of the more insane sequences from two players that are not all-stars. <laughs> so it's like Hardaway starts with a layup. Waiters brings down, and they're guarding each other, obviously. And they're like getting the stance. Waiters gets his own layup. And... Hardaway's like, no, give me, give me it back, give me it back. And it's like something that you really never really see in, okay, so he gets to Mason Plumley, But you never really see this in NBA basketball or organized basketball. It's really something you only see in, like, street ball, like in Rucker Park, and Waiter's going to nail that one. But really it's something you only see in, like, Rucker Park, Pickup games, Hardaway pulls up from deep, and it's good. Yeah, this is like three minutes long. I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, it's something that you never really see in, like, organized basketball games. Like, other than, like, maybe AAU, which is, like, half organized, half not. You never see that. And then 2009, as a way of, like, kind of repairing their friendship, I guess. Kobe and Shaq won MVP together. This is when Shaq was in Phoenix. All-Star game was in Phoenix. And there was still kind of bad blood, even though it was like six years after they had split. And it's, yeah, but and also, I don't think I found this on any of the websites, so I'm going to mention it now. One of them is, one of my favorite moments is that lob that um, Durant had to Westbrook right after Durant left for the Warriors. And there's 
This is hilarious. Whenever they have Steph Curry mic'd up or like he's close to someone who's mic'd up, it's hilarious. Because they throw it up, they show the play, and then it's just Steph going, oh my God! <laughs> because everyone knew what that meant. Like everyone watching knew what it meant. And even like, I think Reggie Miller started saying kumbaya. <laughs> and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I love the All-Star game. You get stuff like that. Uh, then you got MJ's last All-Star game. I saw something on Twitter. This was like earlier this week or maybe even last week. It was Vince Carter talking about MJ's last All-Star game. And Vince Carter was voted a starter. And he said, he went up to MJ before a game and said, hey, take my spot. And MJ's like, no, you earned that. And he's like, Michael, there's no way that I am starting this game if you are on the bench. And so he gave it to him. And you got that classic, I think they, they had to have mic'd up MJ. It was the last one, but it was like him and Kobe going at him. And he's like, um, Kobe's like, I know where you're going every time. And, and Mike's like, why are you going for the fake then? He's like, Mike, I know where you're going. And it's like, then why are you going for the fake then? He's like, and he's like, you don't have, he's like, uh, you only got three now. I got six. <laughs> talking, talking about the rings. And he's talking to Kobe. And he's like, I would. Now, if I were you, I would aim for these ribs right here, and I'm going right in those. Like, and I was like, I know you're going to do that. He's like, then why are you going for the fake? <laughs> it's just so good. And then, obviously, the whole 2020 All-Star Weekend, phenomenal. I didn't really watch the game because that was my freshman year, and we had, like, a group project that was going to be done, and I didn't really have – good enough cable it was before i had youtube tv and i wasn't able to watch it but that whole weekend it was right after kobe passed away that they renamed the trophy the mvp trophy to the kobe bryant all-star mvp and just god that still gets me every time and then let's see Oh, yeah, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, obviously. Zach Levine's dunk contests in general are unbelievable to watch. But that one, that was 2016, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. Aaron Gordon doing everything in his power to win. And just, Zach Levine just kept coming back. Like, he would do like a, windmill in, he would do a windmill from the free throw line someone was like oh if the foot is inside the line I wouldn't exactly give that a 50 and that gave Aaron Gordon a chance but then he would just tie him and then next thing you know like then they would like switch up the order Aaron Gordon would go first or maybe he went first the whole time I don't know but and then he did the thing where he had the Orlando Magic mascot on the on the swagway <laughs> on the hoverboard which is the most 2016 thing you'll ever see and he has it spin <laughs> a circle and he grabs it. And then Zach Levine does a just another insane dunk. I cannot remember the order. And then Aaron Gordon brings out the mascot again and has has him put the ball on his on its head and he jumps over, does the puts his ball under his legs and in. in. Then Zagovine just kills it. He does it in between the legs, dunk from the free throw line. It's like, okay, yeah, you're done at that point. So that was 
It's insane. It's... I think that the 2016 one uh, surpasses 2000 just because of how insane of a finals it was. Like, everyone just remembers 2000 because of Vince, right? I mean, Vince has went off. It was like three years since they had had the dunk contest. It was like a lockout year. It was very weird. And Vince is like, I'm bringing the NBA back. Like, we're going to be back in the lexicon forever now. And I mean, exactly what he did. The honey dip, the 360 between the legs. It's over. It's over. Just. Man, we can go on forever about dunk contests. Like, MJ versus Dominique. A great one. Spud Webb beating Dominique is an R1. Jason Richardson just at alls. Amazing. Um... Wasn't there one where Amari Stoudemire threw the ball to Steve Nash and he uh, did a header? Like he hit, bounced off his head, and then he just went up and in for a dunk. Just so, it's just so good. Um, so we move on. There's another one from Yard Barker. Talking about best all-star moments. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain sets an all-star bar in 1962, and it scored, what, 42 points? And I remember 2016. 2016 was a good year for the all-star game, but um, I remember at one point, like, Paul George is on the Pacers at that point in time. And... There was he was doing so good in the All Star game, and there was talking. He was like, "Could he beat Wilt's record?" And I remember my dad saying, "Like he shouldn't because Wilt's passed on. It's, it's just wouldn't necessarily be passing the torch. It, it would be great to keep Wilt's name in the All Star game." And he scored forty one. He he didn't surpass it. Then 2017 came around, and, you know, Anthony Davis scored 52 points. <laughs> and I think that was, was that in New Orleans? Because I think that was the same time when he, when Boogie got traded there. That just, insane one. And you can't talk about dunk contests without the ABA, because, I mean, they started it. You had... Dr. J, David Thompson, just killing it. Just, man, those were so good. Um, Michael Jordan, 1988, just look it up. Just the most insane thing I've ever seen. That was when, like, he first dunked from the free throw line. It was in Chicago. It was just perfect. Just the Red Bulls jersey. That really set off the like, hold Jordan brand even more than what it was. Oh, 92. Yeah, so this is one that I knew I wanted to talk about. 1992, so 91, Magic Johnson announces that he has HIV. And everyone is, I mean, completely shocked because... 
it's again where something I've talked about where, you know, when like these great players, like when they pass away, you're like, okay, that doesn't make sense because you picture them as gods, right? They're, they're immortal to us. Then you find out that they are very mortal. And Magic Johnson, back in 1991, like, when he announced he had HIV, people assumed he was going to die within, like, a week or something like within the year. And then they come up with this bunch of, this group of medicines called the AIDS cocktail. And he had, he was, like, talking about coming back to the NBA. And then it's like people were expecting him, like, just to be skinny. Like, you could, you would be able to, like, see his ribs and all, just be completely lax, just. But no, he was like, it was fine. And then he says, I want to come back for the All Star game in 92. And they allowed it because they had done tests saying, as long as. No one gets cut. He should be fine. You can't transmit it through sweat. And then he plays, and he just goes off. Let's see. He said he had 25 points. He drained a three within. It was like the last shot of the game. He hit a three. It was in Orlando with Magic City. And it was just perfect. And then after that, he's like, I think I want to come back to the league. Or maybe he stopped. Maybe I think he did stop at that point, then went on for the dream team. And then I think in 90, like late 92, he's like, I'm going to come back fully. And there was outrage. Like some players just didn't want to play with him. I think Carl Malone was one of them. There was there was a bunch of guys where he's like, I'm not playing with Magic on the court. Because they're like, the All-Star game is completely different from the NBA game. Like, it's way more physical. You could get abrasions. You could get cut. And they just don't want to risk it. And it was like one of the first games he was in. He um, like had an abrasion, had to get worked on. And everyone was just staring at Magic and what was going to happen on the bench. And it was like this great thing where his trainer didn't even put on the gloves. And he just started working at it. Like wrapping it up and all that, cleaning it off. But at that point, Magic was like, it's too much of a distraction. I can't, I can't do this. But that was... That's one of, that's one of the better moments in league history, let alone all-star history. Just, that's a great one. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I guarantee it's on YouTube. Um, 97, the, uh, they celebrated the 50th anniversary of the league by having the 50th greatest players. There weren't, all 50 were not there. I think Shaq was injured. He was like in LA. He couldn't fly out to Cleveland. Oh, and of course, uh, they had that All-Star Weekend in Cleveland. Now they have this one in Cleveland for 75. And Pete Maravich couldn't make it because he was 
he had already died at that point, but his sons were there. His whole family was there. There might've been one person that was, that could make it as well, but I cannot remember. But, and there's a great, uh, if you remember open court, that show where they had, it was like Ernie Johnson talking with a bunch of NBA players. Just ask them questions on it. They talk about the 50th anniversary, uh, game and how bringing everyone together and how everyone signed a poster and man that's just all timers right there see there there's so many (laughs) just too many and like the nba has been slowly releasing over the last month or so they've been releasing some clips from this 50th anniversary team and some of them like joking with each other and all that so, does that mean that all the footage is out there? Because if it is, I want a documentary yesterday. Because, like, it's like Bill Russell and Larry Bird joking with Magic about the rings or something like that. And just... Man, if, if they have enough footage out there to make it into a documentary, make it happen. Please, NBA Entertainment, Please. Let's see here. Any other ones I haven't gone over? There's AD breaking Wilt's record. The whole, oh yeah, and the whole, oh my God, they talk about the Fergie anthem. We'll talk about that in a second. So, the new all-star format. This is the one thing where when I said like, you're messing with some rules and all that. They jumped out. They may have jumped out and they took a risk with changing the format of the all-star game. But it, there was a huge complaint. Like the all-star game is so stale and like the West is just so good and all that. It's the same players over and over playing with each other. So I'm like, fine, Who we'll do this. Top two vote, top vote getters in each conference are going to be their captains. And you pick your team, just like playground style, and we're just going to play. And then it's like, all right. And then it's like, well, okay, that's a little better. And it's like, okay, how about this? We're going to keep score each quarter. Whoever wins a quarter, you get to donate to a certain amount of charity. Whoever wins the game, they get so much money in charity overall. And like the fourth quarter, because... That's the thing. Like, you can play three different, like, four different games within the All Star game. Because the first, second, and third quarters are miles. There's just so much differences between that and the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is when people actually try. And it's just. I've loved this All Star format. They'll, they'll keep this up for, I don't know, probably. 10, 15 more years, I would assume, until maybe it gets stale again. You have to reinvent something. I don't know. Only time will tell. But for the moment, the all-star game format is great. Okay, so they talk about uh, Fergie's anthem. That was just... 
I don't understand what Fergie was about, was on with that because I've seen videos where it's saying like the Star Spangled Banner is not meant to be sang like in general. Like there's so many note variations and just changes and the chords and all that or something like that. To where it's all like it's one of the hardest things you can ever sing. And then it's just then Fergie tries to experiment with it, which can't could not have gone worse. I don't think it could have gone well with the experimentation, even with a little experimentation, because it doesn't really make sense. But the amount of memes that came out of it is just the counterculture of memes. It's ridiculous. It's just... They remixed it, and you see in the Warriors locker room, they were playing the remix, and they were all jamming to it. Even in my locker room in high school, like everyone was playing that remix. And it's just... I've, if you felt bad for Fergie, but at the same time, you're kind of like, this is actually hilarious. You saw like Draymond Green laughing about it. You saw Steph Curry laughing about it during the, like the performance of it. They're already like, oh man, this is bad. So, yeah, just I, man, just one of those things where you're just. Why, why experiment with it? You've just been going so, like, some of the greatest performances ever that people will remember, like, that performance gave me goosebumps as it starts my opener. Like, Whitney Houston, the Super Bowl, an awesome one. Like, it can be moving, right? But there's just some of those where you're like, dude, why, why would you experiment with that? And... Yeah, not great. So I'm going to review with my picks, just and then we will uh, wrap it up here. So in the Rising Stars game, I'm going with Team Isaiah because they have Desmond Bain and Tyrese Halberton. Uh, skills Challenge, I'm going with Team Cavs. That just seems good to me. I don't know. Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, I'm in. Uh, Three-point contest, I'm going Desmond Bain. Slam dunk, going Obi Toppin. And then the All-Star game, I am going with Team Durant because of Ja Morant. So with that, that is it for this week's episode. I want to uh, thank you for listening. Just uh, enjoy the All-Star game festivities. Just It's going to be on all weekend. Might as well watch. And... um. Yeah, like I said, that is it for this week. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at DEverhart00. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.